Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Northern California. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the chapter Into Action, page 89, the first paragraph, Practical Experience Shows That Nothing Will So Much Ensure Immunity, and ending with, remember that they are very ill. We'll be commenting on one paragraph only. Today's readers are reading the text, Martha Z, reading pages 164, Susan S.H., and Loretta H. is our backup reader. The newcomer greeter is Rita P., and the host for the second hour is Chris G. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, the 20, June 21st, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,374. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 20,375. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Devorah S. to read the 12 steps of OA. Hi, good morning, everyone, and welcome to A Vision for You. My name is Devorah S. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, may humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Deborah S. And now I will ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered but not cured from Minnesota. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Joni. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. And today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter into action. We are on page 89, starting with the first paragraph. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity, ending with remember that they are very ill and comments will be on one paragraph only. I will now ask Martha Z to start reading. And it's working with others. I don't know why I said into action, but go ahead, Martha. Good morning, Julie. This is Martha Z. 
I'm a compulsive overeater recovered by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Um, good morning, my friends in recovery. So I'm so happy to start this chapter. I love this chapter. And um, so it starts out and it says, practical experience shows that nothing will ensure immunity. So immunity um, is protection. Um, trying to read my writing here. Um, freedom. Uh, from com- I'm going to say from compulsive overeating as intensive which is exhaustive work with others. And it says it works when other activities fail. And um, then it talks, then it says, this is our 12th suggestion. Notice 12th suggestion is in italics, so it means it's very important. So it says that we need to carry this message, I'll say, to other compulsive overeaters. Um, and then um, it, it reminds me of, on page 18, it says, the ex-problem drinker who's found the solution, who's properly armed with the facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. So we are uniquely qualified to do this. Um, it's so funny. I was thinking about I was thinking about I was going to read the next paragraph too and talk about the promises. But this first this first thing is where it says nothing will ensure immunity. It's it's not only it's a warning because it's telling you how important it is that we do this work, but it's also a promise because it it will give us that immunity. So, and I just wanted to say, <laughs> preview, um, where it says the next paragraph: frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. And I can honestly say that I love to do this work. I I I really don't do this work because it'll keep me abstinent because this have given me a spiritual awakening it's actually helped me to really care about others and want to help them it's i it's it's amazing but anyway i i really truly do it because i want to be helpful not just because it will keep me abstinent and it is so the bright spot in my life i um i always am lifted up if i'm struggling and having a hard time and i'm helping somebody it always helps me and i'm just so grateful to um, be with you this morning and have you be the bright spot of my day. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Martha V. Okay. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. And we are on page 89, the first paragraph only, practical experience. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Lisa N. Katie G. Janice A. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got Lisa and Katie G. I got Harlan. Janice B. Janice M. Melissa C. Janet B. Barbara E. All right, we're going to stop there. We have. 
Lisa N, Katie G, Harlan G, Janice PM. Go ahead, Lisa. Thank you, moderator. Lisa N from Wisconsin. Good morning, everyone. Um, and this is really like um, blessing to me this morning because I had a weird dream about my my weaknesses, and here it's telling me that I have a strength to offer. I have a I, I have something I can do to help somebody, and I need to feel like I am valuable here on earth. Um, I, there's a plan for my life, and there's something God wants me to do, and that's to help people who have suffered um, the not the alcoholic torture, but the alcoholic brain that I have, help them with that. Um, I can help when no one else can because I have that experience. And I can say things that make sense to somebody. Um, they don't have to listen to the same old stuff. Oh, just push yourself away from the table. Or, oh, you just need to do this. Or, you know, why are you doing that? And I don't have to say anything. All I have to do is tell them about my experience and what I did to get out of the hell I was in. And um, I can secure their confidence when others fail. That's amazing. That's amazing that God gave me that gift. Um, I don't want to live a life that isn't uh, purposeful anymore. Um, I had a dream that I was shopping, eating, and dating of all things. Um, and I woke up this morning and I was so grateful to think, oh my God, that's not my life anymore. That isn't who I am. That isn't what I'm all about. And um, I am just grateful that I can help people um, and I and I want to do it slowly I want to do it carefully I want to listen the whole time to what God tells me to say or not say um, but I just with that I'll pass thank you for being here everyone have a good day thank you very much Lisa next we have Katie G followed by Harlan G go ahead Katie Hey, Julie. Thanks for taking the meeting. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater. You know, I just wanted to share because I have um, I've done this so wrong, and I'm so grateful for the women and men who've taught me that what this actually means. So first of all, it says intensive work with other alcoholics. It doesn't say intensive success. So for me, that, like, first of all, like, I'm not doing this to get a certain outcome. Like, I'm not doing this because I need a prize and an girl, and to be able to come on the line and say I have, like, 15 sponsees and my sponsorship lineage and ego, ego, brag, 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 right? I'm doing this because intensive, uncomfortable, like, my, the women that I work with may or may not get recovered, right? Like, I have no idea what the outcome is, and it doesn't matter. What I do need to do is carry this message. And other mistakes that I've made is thinking, you know, just service on vision for you, like, um, is the only way I'm supposed to carry the message. And that service on vision for you is amazing, right? I, I am helping carry. But there's nothing that's going to so much ensure my immunity that it, in sitting down, you know, with a woman and the big book and telling her my experience, strength, and hope. The other thing I've learned about this um, line about you can help when no one else can, you can secure their confidence. When other, I didn't know that the big book teaches me 
how to make the approach. Like I kind of thought like if a newcomer called me, first of all, I was nervous because I felt like I had to like bully them into a solution. And the, and the first thing I was taught is like, hi, how are you? Like, let me get to know you. Oh, you live in Boston? Oh, you have kids? Like, because these people, we are not projects to be like, you know, whatever. We are human beings and we have lives and children and dogs and, and little humans running around, you know, and, and that's important. You know, I'm not just a woman with a disease. And if I can get to know them, right, and then I can tell her, like, yes, I've been where you are. Um, and, you know, not have something um, to shove down, down their throat. And I have to tell you also, like, I got really stuck in just sponsoring women who had gone through the work. And then I wouldn't have time for newcomers. And I wouldn't have time for people in relapse. That's so sad. Like women in relapse in our community and men too, women and men in relapse in our community are so common. And then newcomers, I mean, newcomers, you're just a unicorn. Thank you for being here. You know, and finally, like, I just want to say, like, what a gift it is to be able to go through my phone and try and find people who are in relapse and reach out to them. So, you know, this is just such a gift. And I'm so grateful that I get to do this shoulder to shoulder and to learn how to do it and get immunity for these 24 hours. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Katie. Next is Harlan G. followed by Janice PM. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for your service this morning. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. The big book tells me on page 124, cling to the thought that in God's hands, your dark past may be of maximum value. It tells me that the things that I've been through in this disease can save a life. Dr. Silkworth calls us an altruistic movement. Altruism means giving with no thought of a return. On page 77 of the big book, it says, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. Clancy Immeslin, one of my favorite circuit speakers in AA, he teaches me that I do not learn this program by absorbing spiritual information. I learn this program by transmitting spiritual information. And many times people have asked me and they've asked on this line, where does it say in the book to work the steps fast? Because I see a lot of people, they wallow in going really slow in the steps. Here is the biggest thing that they will ever, ever promise me, that nothing will ensure immunity from drinking like intensive work with other alcoholics. So I don't have to have a Ph.D. knowledge of the bedevilments. I don't have to have a Ph.D. knowledge of the difference between selfishness and self-seeking. What I have to have is a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps so that I can sponsor other people. And I want to bring people through that work as quickly as we can because I want this promise. Nothing ensures immunity from drinking like intensive work with other alcoholics. I do not have to have any type of delay in the process. I want to move through as quickly as I possibly can to get to this. I'm not in the results business. 
Most of the people that I have sponsored throughout the years are wondering today whether they'll binge on Oreos or Chips Ahoy. Most. But I'm, I'm sober. I'm abstinent. I'm clear. That's what counts. And so many people will they'll say, I don't want to sponsor. And what I'm hearing is, I'm afraid I won't be the perfect sponsor. There's no such thing as the perfect sponsor. If a person wants to recover, Mickey Mouse could sponsor them. And if they don't want to recover, Bill Wilson could sponsor them. It won't make a difference. The big book does most of the heavy lifting. The doctor's opinion through chapter three is step one. Step two is chapter four. Steps three and four, chapter five. Steps five through 11, chapter six. And chapter seven is step 12. What could be easier? I don't have to have a PhD knowledge of these chapters to move forward. And when in the final analysis, I'm reminded of Bill Wilson coming home to Lois. And he says to Lois, God keeps telling me that I'm here to sober up drunks. Nobody's getting sober. And Lois said to him, but you're you're staying sober. It was so obvious he missed it. He missed it. I'm staying sober. And the men who I sponsor, they are my professors. They are my teachers. I learn more from them than they will ever learn from me. And I thank them every day for their work in keeping me sober. With that, I will pass. Thanks, Julie, for your service this morning. Thank you, Harlan D. Next, we have Janice P.M., followed by Melissa C. Go ahead, Janice. Well, thank you so much, Julie. My name is Janice P.M., and I am a grateful Recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Massachusetts. Okay, so I'm going to read what the step is. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these 12 steps, we try, we try to carry the message to another suffering compulsive overeater. We are recovered. This is the message. I am recovered. We are recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Imagine that will change, which produces a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. And, you know, if we've had this experience, practical experience, um, is not an opinion in this book. It doesn't matter. I mean, I have a lot of opinions, whether I should go fast, whether I should go slow. Um, But the biggest result, the biggest experience is that, like was mentioned, I do not give the results, whether I sponsor fast or slow. (laughs) It's up to my higher power because that's my experience. Um, Where am I? I'm a type of person that would take, 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 take. Now, the best promise is that I'm going to give it away. Give it away. Yes. Um, also, it, it's, uh, you know, I lived through these series of actions. I know. And my, my job is to guide, as a sponsor, um, is to guide other compulsive overeaters and other people, guide them through the steps. Yeah, it's very what is the... once you get over the Cumberland Gap, 
What, yeah, I think somebody is unmuted. Um, the steps, the problem, given the problem, given the solution of what I experienced, the program of action to get this recovery, that's my job. You know, sponsors, you and I who have gone through these steps are people who have worked these principles of the steps and we're ready to give it away. Because Michael, I didn't give it to me to keep. He gave it to me to give it away. And that's the best promise that I, we could, I could ever have, we could ever have. You know, we're fortunate people to be able to carry this message. Imagine, uh, so fortunate, because if I was what, like I was, I wouldn't be able to carry anything but except a mess, a mess of my life. Um, so, you know, um, that's what it is. My experience and my victories, this is how it was for me. This is what happened to me. And this is how I gained the strength and give them hope. And that's time. And thank you. Mm-hmm. And I will pass. Thank you, Janice PM. Next, we have Melissa C. followed by Janet B. Go ahead, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Julie. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, even the, the title alone tells me a lot that it's working with others. You know, it's not working for others, and it's not working on others, but it's a, it's a community effort. It's, it's, that's what a fellowship means, that we do this work together. And, um, you know, I love the, the when it was explained to me, you know, immunity is um, just like when I go to the doctor, you know, and I want to get uh, protection against a disease or an illness. Um, I get immunized. I get immunization. I get close, you know, contact with the disease and something in me then creates, you know, an antibody that helps give me protection. And I think it's very much the same way with compulsive overeating because this is a disease, right? So I need intense, you know, um, contact with people who have this. It's a way of bringing it into me. And then somehow my body does something so that um, it doesn't remove the allergy working with others, but what it does is it removes that strange mental blank spot when I work with other people. There's something powerful that happens, and I think so often that when I work with someone, um, something will come out of my mouth that I will later need to hear myself, you know, and, um, and it's intensive work. It's not convenient. It's not occasional, um, but it's frequent and it's intensive, which means that I'm going to do it often and I'm going to have to be inconvenienced. And I think if, um, if you're never inconvenienced by this work, then you're probably not doing it correctly. That's how it was explained to me. Um, you know, and, and then the other thing is that it, I don't just do this because I'm afraid. I'm going to eat again. Like, I'm glad the first, you know, reader said it, that Martha said it. But that it actually, God is so good to me that, you know, I've, I've received this incredible gift. I've had this spiritual awakening where I feel God alive inside my heart today. 
and I feel a change. And so the thing that I have to do becomes the thing that I love to do, the thing that I long to do. It's the, it's the actual, um, I believe it's one of my purposes. I think everybody, um, most of us search our whole lives trying to figure out what it is that we're supposed to do. And this one-time curse of a disease has actually been my golden ticket to a purposeful and useful, happy life. And as an added bonus, it removed the desire to eat as well as, you know, giving me a purpose. So um, thanks, but that I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Next we have Janet B. followed by Barbara E. Go ahead, Janet. Hi, good morning, Julie. This is Janet B. in New Jersey, recovered from compulsive eating. So the line that struck me this morning was carry this message to other alcoholics. And I guess that line is so um, precious to me because I spent my first about seven years in Overeaters Anonymous not having this message carried to me. Um, the message I had carried to me was basically, great, you admit you're powerless over food, now here's a food plan, stick to it. And I thought like, well, on the one hand, you're telling me I'm powerless, but then you're telling me to have the power to stick to this food plan. It doesn't make sense. And I went through seven years of that with about 50 different sponsors um, until one day when I was at an OA convention, eating compulsively at the convention, actually, and someone stood up with a big book and carried this message. And I guess it can be distilled, you know, on page 45, it tells us the main purpose of this book. And it says, to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That's it. That's, that's what this message is, that there is a God. He still exists. He loves us. He loved me personally, even though it was hard for me to believe after all the rotten things I'd done. He loved me enough to launch a search and rescue mission for me in the form of Donna B., who carried that message to me. And what was the message? That he could remove my food obsession. He could solve my problem. That's a God I could get behind, not the God I had thought of before who was sitting there keeping track of my good deeds and bad deeds. And if my bad deeds were more, then he was waiting with a baseball bat to get me but a God who loved me, who wanted to remove my problem and who would and did when I did a few simple things, surrendered, which meant no longer saying, what do I feel like doing? But trying to live my life, failing a lot, but trying to say, what would God have me do? To clear away the wreckage of my past and then to help others. That's what this message is, that there is a God who's alive and well and ready to help us when we surrender to him. What greater message could there be than that? The grace of God available for all compulsive eaters. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janet B. And next we have Barbara E. Oh, good morning, everyone. It's Barbara E., a recovered and always recovering compulsive overeater and just a compulsive person living in the state of New Jersey. Well, I just love the the title of the chapter, Working with Others, because that's what it's all about for me. I feel my painful past makes me uniquely qualified to tell my story to others who are suffering. It's not by just transmitting the information, 
It's my ability, my ability to identify with them and show them, yes, I'm one of you. There's a purpose in God's world for sharing my experience. I don't learn this program by absorbing it, but by transmitting it. My attempt to pass it on to others is a vital part of my recovery. Not everyone will feel a connection and feel my voice is the one they want to hear. And I tell them right up front, that's no problem. It's your recovery that's important. And we can be friends in fellowship. Um, If someone doesn't want to hear the message, I leave them alone. Perhaps I might have planted a seed that will grow in the future. I tell them at first, I didn't think it would work for me, but I did it anyway. And eventually I began to believe it was indeed working for me. And if they're doubtful, I assure them we're not a cult. I don't talk about God. I offer friendship. And if they're interested, I explain often in humorous but serious terms that my problem with food almost took me out. I believe that this working with others part is a vital part of my recovery to pass it on. And I try to live my life with a growing sense of respect and compassion for myself and others. And I do my best to pass this message to others who are struggling or are in a relapse because we're all alike. We need each other. And through sponsorship, phone calls, and talking to others, I believe when two members talk to another, they're talking program. Um, So I use all the tools and all the steps and try to embody all the principles so God knows I'm not perfect. And I've learned as I trudge the road with others who understand and accept me, I'm so grateful I'll never be through with this OA journey. There's no graduation day for me, and that's the way I need it to be if I'm to remain recovered one day at a time. And that's all I have in this world, one day at a time. And every time I work with someone, I learn something more. Thank you, Julie, for doing this service. I pass. Thank you. And for those who just joined us, we are on page 89, the first paragraph. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity, ending with remember that they are very ill. Who would like to share? Leah S. Leah S. Greg K. Sharon K. Greg K. Sharon K. Sharon K. Okay. Heidi B. Heidi B. Hi, sorry. I'm just wondering how to get a phone number of Janet B. Sorry to interrupt. At the end of the meeting, um, or you can go on the members list on um, the Vision for Youth website. Okay. Shanna C. Shanna C. Let's take one more. Donna M. Donna M. Okay, let's start with here. We've got Leah S. followed by Greg K., Sharon K., Heidi B., Shanna C., and Donna M. Go ahead, Leah S. 
Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah. S. recovered in Brooklyn today. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I was petrified to to speak to a complete stranger and sponsor her. Um, it was hard enough to find a sponsor and and to finally relate. But you know what? The more that I did it, the more I realized I don't have to have an answer to your questions. All the answers are in the book. And if I don't have it in the book, I'm not, I'm just who I am. All I can do is share what I'm going through and, and, and connect with people if they have also gone through the same or are living the same. And wow, 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 what I have gone through in my sponsorship. One person speaks to another, and I speak different languages. And before you know it, I am sponsoring two people in Hungary, in Budapest, because I speak their language. This is like an unbelievable program. And I've I've, I've been um, just connected all over the world. And all I wanted to do in the first place is come in to lose weight and to, you know, and and I hurt, keep it off, keep it off. And my God, my God, this is just an unbelievable program. It's, It's actually wonderful. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leah F. And next we have Greg K. followed by Sharon K. Go ahead, Greg. Hi, this is Greg K. from Maine. Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Uh, I love the vision meeting. This this meeting probably, uh, well, the program of OA saved my life, but the vision meeting more uh, more specifically. Uh, I also have the biggest problem with the vision meeting because I don't often, I hear myself and other compulsive overeaters, but I don't often hear my recovery or my experience or my journey in uh, in everyone's share. And for the longest time, I thought, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And I'm not doing something wrong. I just I have a different experience. Uh, and I tell people all the time, you'll hear people say, I love doing this work. I, I don't. I don't like doing this work at all. I don't like being on this phone call. I don't like sponsoring. I don't like praying. I don't like, I don't like doing any of it. I don't like going into the jail twice a week and doing 12-step meetings in there for them. Don't like any of that shit. But a sponsor once told me, I, I don't have to like it. I, I just need to do it. You know, so I look at it, this is the debt that I owe. Somebody took the time to work with me and get me through the steps so that I could be recovered. So I don't have to like this stuff. I don't have to be happy about it. I don't have to be motivated. I don't have to want to do it. None of it, that's all bullshit for me. I don't have to feel any of that. All I have to do is to do the work. And the steps are the steps. There, there's no denying that, but there's as many ways to do this work as, as there is compulsive overeaters out in the world. And boy, don't we get rattled when somebody shakes our, uh, our beliefs or, or says something different to what, uh, what, we, uh, what we believe and how we do things. Uh, now I just kind of laugh it off and, and you know, whatever, because my way is not the only way. Um, just like everybody else's way is, is not the only way either. It works for me. It works for you. It works for them. And that's all that really matters is we have a way that works for us. So it's okay to have a different experience. You know, I may not sound like other people on the line. I may deal with depression. I may be a grumpy bastard most of the time, but I am happy, joyous, and free in my own way. 
I'm not lying. I'm not cheating. I'm not stealing. I'm not using. I'm not hurting people. Uh, is everything sunshine and puppies? Hell no. Uh, it's absolutely not sunshine and puppies. Like I said, I deal with clinical depression. Every day, I battle that shit. But again, I'm, I'm happy, joyous, and free in my own way. And if I could wake up tomorrow and sound like everybody else on the line, I'm, I'll be honest, I'd love that. I'd love to, to love all this stuff and, and want to do this and have my feet hit the floor and have Jesus with me and everything else I hear. But it's just not me. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be me. I found a way that works for me. I'm so grateful for everybody on the line. I'm so grateful for all the different ways that we all recover. I'm, so, I'm grateful that we can disagree on, on how we all recover because that's – that, that's the great thing about it is we can all find our own path eventually, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But I appreciate you all here. And uh, no matter how many times this meeting brings resentments up into me, I, I, I love it. it. It's it's probably my uh, my favorite meeting. And uh, I'll, I'll continue to come here and I'll continue to tent step my resentments away. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Greg K. Um, next we have Sharon K. followed by Heidi B. Go ahead, Sharon. Good morning. I'm Sharon Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York. And my well, I'm um, very excited about doing this work because I'm alive and I'm able to be free. And I always ask myself and people that I work with, um, I try not to use the word sponsor because it has a, a superior tone to it. Um, how free do I want to be? You know. Um, and doing this work with other people is such an honor. Um, early on, I heard it was, you know, a duty, a privilege, an honor to do this work with other people. And the wonderful part about this is all I have to do is do the work, show up, and leave the results to God. I'm not in the results business. Um, I, I really, when I first, uh, you know, Zoom first came on, you know, when COVID hit and all the other stuff. I mean, I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning sponsoring people in grief. Uh, anything was plus 7, plus 8, plus 9 and on Zoom. And it was a beautiful thing. And, and you know, now that things are kind of, you know, kind of going back to normal, you know, people are back to work and they can't work as, as quickly. So instead of doing, you know, 12 steps in, you know, seven days, we're doing it in two or three weeks two or three weeks' time, and it's such a beautiful thing to watch the transformation that I had nothing to do with, and God had everything to do with it. The only purpose of this book, of Alcoholics Anonymous, is to help a person find their own conception of God, and I am not it. And I still hold true to the fact that it's God self-sponsor, God self Sponsor. If I do not give this work away, I will lose it. It's so important to be of service in any, in any way that I can, and it's not just always through the big book. It could be in the store. It could be a lot of different ways. Uh, smiling at someone, saying good morning. You know, it's it's you know it's just a freeing a freeing experience. And I'm free today. I'm I'm free from a lot of things. And uh, with that, I will pass, and thank you for your service.
Thank you, Sharon Kay. And next we have Heidi B. followed by Shana C. Go ahead, Heidi. Good morning. Um, Heidi B. from New York. Thank you so much for your service, Julie, and everyone else on Team Friday. Um, or Thursday. I don't know where we are. <laughs> Thursday, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's interesting. So first of all, I do want to say that um, I absolutely learn um, more in sponsoring than in anything else. Um, and, you know, my sponsees are, are definitely my teachers. Um, but what this is making me think about this morning is from the perspective of the sponsee, um, you know, this is telling me that it's not my sponsor's job to fix me. Um, it's not my sponsor's job um, you know, to do anything other than carry this message. And, um, you know, I, as, as a sponsor, you know, I, I put my name out and, you know, whatever, when I'm ready to take on a new sponsee and I get a lot of calls of, you know, um, how do you do it? And, you know, you sort of get like an interview. Um, and I, you know, it's just my opinion, my experience, but like, I, I do think that we need to, um, be comfortable that the person that we're looking to work with um, is working the program through the book and is carrying this message. Um, you know, but when I came in, it just reminds me of like when I came in and I like, you know, I came here and I said, you know, listen, I know what I need. That's not going to work for me. Or this, this is what, you know, I'm looking for. And, you know, I had all these uh, ideas about what I needed. And I, I got to tell you, I was wrong every time. I was wrong every single time, um, you know, and, and then I would like, I would want to blame the sponsor, you know, I would make the sponsor my mama and, you know, I can't, my sponsor yelled at me or my sponsor's making me do this and my sponsor's making me do that. And I wasn't taking responsibility for um, what I needed to do for my own recovery. Um, so this, you know, is just a reminder for me um my sponsor has no responsibility other than to guide, to carry the message. Um, you know, my sponsor's not not gonna do it for me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's that's what came up for me today, and grateful to share and grateful to have uh, recovery for today. So I'll pass with that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Heidi B. Next we have. Um... Shana C. followed by Donna M. Go ahead. I know I'm saying your name wrong. Shana C. Maybe that's it. Good morning. This is Shana C. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Tennessee. Uh, thanks so much for uh, leading the meeting and all that. I can't really add a whole lot to what has already been shared in so many different ways. And one of the things that really hit hit me in the gut this morning is the the gratitude that I have that that my recovery isn't dependent upon my feelings. And I'm so grateful for a clear set of, set of precise directions that I can follow, whether I am sad, happy, excited, feeling it, not feeling it, actions that I can take. Because one of the things that I, oh, I'm so grateful for that black and white. You know, this is how we recover. Um, and I'm grateful for the experiences of so many people that can relate that got me here, but no human power could have relieved me of this. And it took me getting to that point of absolutely getting to the end of myself to where I said that I, I'm nothing but a busted up, 
Um, I got a busted up mind and an empty hole of a stomach that always wants more and will never be filled. There's no amount of food on this planet that can fill that and make me feel good enough to feel like I'm good enough to matter or have a purpose. I thank God that these directions show me that if I take the action of these steps and I continue to take the action, that that dark path does become my greatest asset and that fearlessness that comes in being honest and real about what I am and what I can and cannot do, you know, that's the language of the heart. And that's what I'm so grateful for in, in the people who have found that spiritual experience and are willing to pass that their experience along to me, you know, and, um, one of the things that really comes to my mind is I had a sponsor one time tell me, because I would get so caught up in either um, just rushing headlong into 12-step work and kind of bypassing 10 and 11 or staying stuck in step 10 and constantly inventorying, 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 and depending upon people to tell me what my problem is and calling a million people, whatever. So I get stuck in that belly button gazing in an attempt to become perfect enough so that I could feel feel fit enough to help others. It's not how this works. Get rid of this stuff promptly and without regrets. Simple directions I can follow. Recognize the stuff. Call, 10-step it. Move on. And if I'm 10-stepping the same things over and over and over again, I have, you know, like my sponsor told me, she said, when you're doing that over and over and over again, my question is, what are you doing? That? I mean, who are you helping? The whole point is to get done, go help somebody, get out of self. That's what's going to relieve the obsession. Anyway, I'm so grateful I don't have to be in the results, grateful to be recovered today, grateful that the obsession is removed on a daily basis. And I just, I get these actions to follow every day and there's new results that happen as a result of having that contact with God. And I'm not having, I'm getting to walk through stuff, excited, happy, whatever, with a stable spirit. It's amazing. And I cannot do that on my own. Thanks, guys, for your help. Thanks for these directions. And thanks for showing me a new way to live. That's all I have. Thank you, Shanna C. And next we have Donna M. Do I want to unmute Donna? I'm Donna M. May I be heard? Yes. I'm Donna M. from near Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and grateful to be on the line to share my experience, strength, and hope. You know, I heard the message on this line that recovery was possible in OA and relapse was, um, was not inevitable because of all the people who, just like myself, were in the rooms who were struggling for years who started to recover. Um, And I am grateful, even though I struggled for years after hearing that message, but I kept hearing the message of of entire abstinence and working through the steps like my hair is on fire. And so by doing that work, um, eventually I came to see that one of my initial problems was I um, didn't have entire abstinence. Even, you know, I'd let go of um, all my, eventually over the years, I'd let go of all of my foods and substances and, and then volume, but then I'd held on to the eating behaviors. So my real, um, my real goal in OA is, is 
uh, abstinence is not the most important thing. Um, it is essential, but my relationship with my higher power is. And, and today I'm grateful to sponsor other people and to carry the message in the big book, the message that finally gave me recovery for these past three plus years. Um, I'm so grateful, not just newcomers, I'm realizing, but there are people who are struggling in the rooms. Some of them may be abstinent for a while, but they go back to the food. Um, and so to share that recovery, recovery is possible. And I'm so grateful that for the people who kept carrying that message to me. And today I see that my darkest past is my greatest asset. So I'm grateful today to, to share that message. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Donna. And we have time for one more share. Who would like that? Crystal P. Linda R. Did you say Crystal P? Yes. Okay, go ahead, Crystal. You got it. Thanks. Hi, my name is Crystal P, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Toronto, Canada. I'm very grateful to have read this uh, this paragraph this morning because um, in three weeks I'm getting married, and this is probably the busiest I've ever been. I'm so overwhelmed by everything that has to be done within the next three weeks, um, and very excited, and all of that, all of the emotions that come with it. And a year ago, I had signed up to lead a retreat in Ottawa, an OA retreat in Ottawa. And as I'm coming to this day, it's like tomorrow is when I'm leaving for Ottawa. It's like, oh my gosh, like how am I supposed to go to Ottawa and like focus on this when I've got so much of, you know, so many things to do for the wedding? And today I'm reminded yet again that this is more important than any other day in my life is for me to go there and be of service. This is what I need right now, especially now before I get married, especially now before, you know, while in the midst of all this overwhelm, all feeling overwhelmed and all this excitement, I need to be with my fellows and I need to be of service and I want to be of service uh, for them. So I'm very grateful to have read this and I pass. Bye. Thank you very much, Crystal P. And we have two minutes. If anybody, well, we've got a minute. Anybody want a quick share? I'm Susan. Uh, Hi, Susan. I think I can go for speak it. in a minute. Okay. Well, go I'm so it. grateful to read this, too. Um, uh, it reminds me of my sponsor. My sponsor would trot this out for every issue, and the fact is she was right. I recall hearing how working with others would be the bright spot of my life, and I was a little dubious. Actually, I was a lot dubious. Thank God for the place of desperation I was in that made me willing to do anything to recover because I didn't want to go headlong into working with others. Today, working with others is a joy, and I know it is keeping me abstinent. It is also a learning process for me. How could I have learned? You know, more will be revealed, and it continues to be revealed, and I'm so grateful for the growing sane and happy usefulness that working with others gives me. I pass. Thank you, Susan F. H. And today's share ID for today's meeting, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, is 20,377. Okay, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Susan S. H., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. 
Yes, thank you. I'm Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio and grateful today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.